Hey, it's Melinda, and welcome to the Kavana Podcast. The Hebrew word Kavana is all about living your life with intention. Each week, I'll be featuring someone who inspires me and lives each day with purpose. My greatest hope is that by listening, you too will be inspired to wake up every morning with intention. It all begins with you. With me in the studio today, and by studio, of course, I mean my beautiful office, uh, is Breezy. And I feel like Breezy, I always say your name like you're Oprah or Cher or Beyonce. I, and I say it like Madonna. Okay. Oh, like Madonna. That's fair right. too. Like how many people really know Madonna's last name? Huh. No idea. Chicone. Oh, God. why do you know that? Because it's like one of my things. Like people. <laughs> Fine. That's fair. That's fine. By the way, that's how this entire interview is going to be. So just go with it, guys, and know that we're about to take you on a roller coaster ride <laughs> through Breezy's life. Breezy, so, I mean, you could share everybody, right? What's your yeah. last name? Okay, so I don't go by a last name. Mm, oh, you really are just Breezy. Well, I'll, I'll explain to you because I have my maiden name. I have my married name. Then I'm divorced, and now I'm engaged. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like legally I'm the same last name as my kids. Um, but when I do something or like with work or whatever it is, I like to just go by my name. Cause I feel like that's me. Yeah. I feel like that's the one consistent that I've had my entire life. Like since the day I'm born, mm-hmm. so you've Breezy. always been breezy. So the day I'm born, mm-hmm. they're in the ho- my parents are in the hospital and my father forgot the name that they picked out for me. <laughs> oh, God. And he by accident called me breezy mm-hmm. and it stuck since then. That's so amazing. When I was even in high school, I went to Central, and at the time, Mrs. Brand was the principal, and she's from Staten Island, so she knew me. So, like, the first month I was there, she gets on the loudspeaker and goes, Breezy, can you please come to the office? And my teacher wouldn't let me out of class, because legally, it's not my name, and that's not the name that they had. Wow. And I remember Lauren, who your friends with also, was yeah. in class, and Lauren's like, no, no, no I'm, pro- I'm telling you, I promise, I've known her forever. Her name is really Breezy. That's amazing. So for anybody who doesn't know Breezy and you're living under a rock, Breezy actually has a store called Breezy's. And Breezy's wasn't always Breezy's. I think I know you when it was Breezy's. No, I don't think I know you from Ken. Oh, I, I do. I knew you through Lauren. So, right. So we know each other back, like, technically, I think, college days. Yeah. We know each other in college days. Fine. And, but I didn't know that you even had a store called Kenzie's. Right. I remember, like, let's say the reintroduction of our friendship was when you owned Breezy's, which right. is formerly Ketsy's, and I used to buy things in your store, and you would give me bags that said Ketsy's on them. Yes. And I probably still have somewhere in my and house. And we still have bags. bags that say Ketsy's on them, <laughs> because we were cleaning up recently and yeah. we found a whole bunch so now anybody who buys sales stuff gets these really cool vintage bags oh, that say Ketsy's on vintage. them. Vintage, very nice. I like that. It's a nice twist on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you, I'd love to hear, because this part of your story I don't know, is how Ketsy's started. So I work, I went to college. I actually have a degree in marketing management and a minor in accounting. Um, so I have like a real business degree. I graduated top of my class. I was inducted into the business honor society. I actually was accepted to Wharton. So like I have that whole background behind me that I then at the time I met who was going to be my husband and my senior year of college. And I decided like not to go to graduate school and to kind of move on in the marriage direction. Um, my parents own a family business. So my plan had always been to go into the family business. So I kind of felt like, why do I need to go to graduate school? Like if I was single, I would have gone. I'm getting married. I don't really need it. Mm -hmm. So I chose to get married 
And when I graduated, I went to work for the family business. And it's building supplies, construction material, like anybody who ever see like construction trucks on the road, like that's what's causing traffic at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Thanks, Breezy. So somebody's <laughs> got to be there to open up to get the trucks out of the warehouse at five o'clock in the morning. And that was me. Oh, wow. Yeah. So oh. like. I would get up and go to work at five o'clock in the morning. And then I was pregnant with my son and I'm like, that's it. What am I going to do? Like how with a baby was dealing with this. My father was wonderful. My father's like, we're going to make a nursery for you in the office. And we even tried doing that for like a little bit. Um, but I kind of felt like also like a lot of people when they're building houses, it's a very stressful time for most people. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot you don't anticipate. So I was constantly on the phone with people who are very like tense and stressed and it's a huge money endeavor and it's never like a fun conversation. <laughs> and so I decided I wanted to do something fun. So I opened up Ketsy's, which was like a houseware, giftware, fun store. Like now I'm dealing with people who are making simchas, you're making a wedding and a game party, you're going somebody for Shabbos for lunch. Like that was my getting into fun. Wow. So, do you, so customer service for you was fun. Right. I, awesome. <laughs> I enjoy talking to people. Yeah. I enjoy being with people. Um, I mean, even like the stressful stuff, I still yeah, enjoy it. That's great. Because it's mine. Right. That's so nice. And that was on Central Avenue, right? That was yes. in our in our neck of the woods in Long Island. Because I say Central Avenue as if everyone in the world should know what it is. Right. And I'm an out-of-towner, so like it's even worse when I do it, I think. Yeah. Because if you are from here and you say Central Avenue or you say Long Island and you think everyone knows, right. you're from here. I get it. I should know better <laughs> because people in Seattle don't know what Central Avenue is. Right. It's just one avenue with some killer shopping yeah. and really good food and all the Jews in the five towns. And so I, I should know better. It's and true. it's not a store. Because when we go on like away for like vacation or whatever it is, I'm, I always say, I'm like, I want to go to like these cute little quaint little towns. Yeah. And everybody's like, you live in one of that those. That is what it is. We just don't think of it that we don't way. Think of it because everything we need is there. Right. Yeah, it's, it's our town, so it's not a great vacation town. But it is. There's a lot of like yeah. very antique things, and if you actually walk down the sidewalks, you can see a lot of old brick, and the yeah. clocks are really old, cool, and funky. And by the firehouse, it's gorgeous yes. there. Oh my god! But I guess when you live here, you don't see it. But so you started the store on Central Avenue, and yeah. okay, so when did Ketsy's become Breezy's? It was part of my crazy divorce. Mm -hmm. um, we switched over at the time. And I opened up Breezy's at the time. So I called it Ketsy's because since I'm a little kid, my mother always called me Ketsela. Oh, so to sweet. me, Ketsy was very like an endearing name. Mm -hmm. So when I renamed it, we were like, what am I going to call it now? I'm like, well, my name is Breezy. And that's what everybody like refers to me as. And the interesting thing is when it was Ketsy's, people would come in and call me Ketsy. Oh, they, that's funny. Right. Because it's yeah. my name. Because it's the name of the store. So I'm like, I may as well just call it Breezy's. So... We switched the name to Breezy's and I actually moved a few blocks down to a larger location. And that's when we started doing all the cooking and baking because this was like towards the end of my divorce already. So during the beginning of my divorce, um, my kids were very little. So I would go at night to Manhattan for the Institute of Culinary Education and I went to school there. That's so cool. So I was doing like culinary classes at night and then it came time for graduation time and then you have to do like an internship in a restaurant or whatever it is. And I had two little kids at home at the time. My daughter was one and my son was three. Like it just wasn't conducive. So I never actually finished my degree. 
But you got a lot of all the education. I got all the education out of it. I just don't have like an official certificate or anything. Yeah, but you got your own store. It's yeah. almost like what what do you need it for? I don't right. Think, maybe I shouldn't say that. Although, no, I think that. But I use that as a jumping off ground mm-hmm. because now I sell sold you know or sell all the cooking and baking supplies that you need and the food stuff and people come in and ask me for crazy things and I actually know what you're talking about and if I don't have it I can get it or tell you who else can get it for you. So. I used to love what I used, I used to sell for anyone who doesn't know this. This is a little old school, but I used to sell caramels dairy-free caramels cara-mels because i'm mel uh that was super cheesy but i would come into you to get the chocolate because you would get these incredible huge bars of really high quality chocolate and i would do i was addicted to your store i used to sell cakes i would get everything from we used to sell your caramels in the store i did one that was so fun i even did like a demo i did donut demos in the back by you i went to a demo actually like a million years ago and I guess she's on Instagram, Esther, Esther and Sasha. Yeah. And I remember the first time I met her was in a demo and you were like, yeah. do you know, Esther's amazing. I'm like, I, I right. didn't really follow a lot of social media then. And I'm like, I don't know who this lady is. And she's amazing. I mean, look at her. Right. But, she, but I have to tell you, she's like a sweetheart for person yeah. also. Yeah. I, anyone who you are close with, Breezy, is a sweetheart of a person. That's like a rule I live by. But I'll, I'll also tell you that. I'm very, I've learned as I've gotten older, like I don't need a lot of friends. I just need some good friends. And I also learned a long time ago that I accept people for who they are. Meaning like if I'm going to be friends with you, I'm going to take you to the good and the bad and the crazy and the fun and I'm going to choose. And I remember the first time I met Esther and this is like before she was Esther and Sasha, this is before Sasha's in the picture. I went to her house for the first couture for a cause because Michali slept me into that, which was like saved my life. And Esther said to me, she goes like, oh, what's your story? And I said, oh, I'm getting divorced. She goes, okay, I'm telling you where I hide the key to my house. If you ever need anything, if something's going crazy, here's the key. Wow. Here's the... She didn't know me from a hole in the wall. <laughs> she just met me and she's like, telling me where she hides the key and I should come bring my kids swimming and like all this crazy stuff. And nobody knows, like that's the side of her that I know. That's amazing. Yeah. That she's just a good person. But I really do right. think that you and we actually recently had a conversation with it. We were at um, uh, Allenby. Yes. And we were talking about trusting people yes. and like, how do you figure out, and I'm going to say something like maybe controversial a little bit, but right. like you and I both grew up, thank God we grew up um, in good households right. with parents who were together and, and, and there was money in, in the picture and we didn't right. need or want for things. Right? right. And it becomes, a as you get older and things change and people change and people start to see you in different lights and they start to become friends with you because mm-hmm. you have money or because you have status. And, and I had been asking you and I, and I really like appreciated this conversation. How do you learn to trust people when you don't, when they're new in your life or you don't know, I don't know, you don't know what they're after. Um, I, I'm very cautious with people in general. I happen to be a very shy person, mm-hmm. which most people don't know until you like really get to know me. Mm-hmm. And then I call you up and I'm like, okay, we're supposed to go somewhere and I do not want to go alone. And I do not want to walk into the room alone. And please, can you come with me? Because I'm very embarrassed. Um, so I have, I'm very shy. Um, I think also just growing up, my parents really instilled with me that whatever my parents have is my parents. Mm-hmm. It's not mine. And to this day, I really believe that it's not mine. Like, why am I entitled to it just because I'm born from you? I didn't do anything to earn it. It's not mine. That's it. And I think that my parents, like, made me also, like, I worked through college and I worked through part of high school. Um, So even then, like, when people would be like, oh, Breezy, like, whatever, I'm like, I'm not picking up the bill. I'm not paying. Um, And it kind of weeds people out a lot of times. Um, I don't know. I think... 
I'm slow to trust, but once I trust you, that's it. You're good for, for life. I love that. That's so good. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm actually curious if you, I mean, I know you did an entire podcast, which I could not stop listening to. It's on a symptom. Yeah. Um, it's what, um, the good, wait, shoot. Oh my God, Donna, I love you. Why are we forgetting the name of your podcast? The good sign. Yes. The good sign. And this, you did an entire interview talking about your divorce and the abuse that you went through and, um, a lot of the aftermath, yeah. right. And if you're willing to share a little bit of that, and I do recommend by the way, for people who want to hear everything from right. that interview to definitely go check out that podcast because I know it's on Spotify for sure. Yeah, it's on Spotify. And I could share it afterwards because it really was, I'll, I'll share it in like, yeah. I'll do a little blur below and I'll share that so people can listen to it also. But if you're, if you're up for it, if you're yeah. willing to share a little bit, because I feel like you are a hustler. You just said it, right? Like whatever your parents had is what they had. You made your life and you have made it what it is. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about that experience. I mean, I think that I was always very driven since I was a little kid and I always wanted to do stuff and be stuff and, and make a name for myself. And so I always like, that was my personality when I was married. Um, it was very tough. My ex, um, kind of, he needed to be the star of the show. And during our marriage, I really put myself a lot on the back burner just for what he needed or he wanted or whatever it was. And looking back at it now, I realize like a lot of different situations. And, I, and like when I talk on podcasts and stuff, I don't get into like the nitty gritty situations because I don't know if my kids are going to listen to this and I, they don't need to hear that. So while the rest of the world can hear it, I don't want my kids. I don't think it's appropriate for them. Um, so I, you know, after I got divorced and I started seeing a therapist and started dealing with like the different steps and stages of grieving process and the healing process. And I remember my therapist said to me, he goes, well, who's breezy? Mm. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, who do you want to be? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, you right now can be whoever you want to be. You can be known for whatever you want. You can be defined for your personality. He goes, choose. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> And I'm like, I want to be that happy person. I want to be the fun person. I want to be the person that you know you can rely on. I want to be the person that gives back. I want to be the person who's strong enough to take care of myself. Um, and that's something that my parents also taught me, like when I was getting divorced. Um, I remember like calling my parents crying, like, I need this, I need that. And my mother's like, but you have it inside of you. You can do it. I'm like, no, but you don't understand. She goes, you did it all these years. She goes, where did it, like, it didn't just disappear. It didn't walk out the door. And I'm like, all right, I have it in me. Um, so I realized like I could really redefine myself. And I chose at that point never to define myself as a divorced mom of two, which is what I am. Um, because it's just a small part of me who makes up what I am. I also own two businesses and I'm also involved in a lot of charity work. And I'm also just like, I, I hope a fun friend to hang out with. Confirm that is true. Yeah. So like, I don't want to, you know, so you get to choose and that's, that's part of the, part of the healing process is kind of like getting back to yourself. I mean, most people don't realize this, but I'm separated already and divorced 12 years. So like we're talking 12 years later now, I'm coming out and starting to talk about it. And I have been speaking about it already for over a year with Shalom Task Force. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, which is an incredible organization. And one of the things that I like about Shalom Task Force is that when I speak with them, they always bring um, therapists and people from the hotline and stuff like that because 
if people in the audience ask me questions, I'm not a trained professional. I'm only sharing my story. I can't tell you what to do. So they have people like that. Um, so that's also why, like when I do podcasts, like I don't get into the nitty gritty because a lot of the story that I talk about, like a lot of my history is really traumatic for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've moved past that. I can handle the trauma, but a lot of people can't handle hearing it. So, you know, we don't really get into details, but I really have like learned how to heal me and be me and, and like who I am. Amazing. What would you say to someone there's kind of two parts to this question because if someone's out there is listening who is feeling stuck in a, in a marriage and it's again from listening to your interview with with Donna there was you had talked about how there were people in your life who could see what was happening your parents and yeah. see and they wanted you to figure things out for yourself because if you're doing it for them you're not really doing it and if somebody's listening right now and they are feeling stuck which sometimes people reach out to me right. and, and I am not a trained professional right. so when people reach out to me through Instagram and they're like I'm stuck or my friend is stuck or I don't have any advice for them. I mean, what right. can I say? And I'm curious if you do have something you can share to someone who is feeling stuck in their marriage. Right. I think that there's a lot of, you have to figure out why you're stuck mm-hmm. and what's making you feel stuck. Um, I know I've been in a relationship, you know, I've been engaged for a very long time and I've been in a relationship a long time. And I know that in our relationship, there have been highs and lows in our relationship. And the lows, like, I remember, like, you know, I know, it was like a year and a half, two years ago, I'm like, okay, this is really like, whatever. And he goes, well, it's the monotony of everyday life. It's boring. Like, he goes, we haven't gone out to dinner alone, just the two of us. He goes, in seven months. And I'm like, oh, where did the time go? He goes, every conversation we have is revolving around your kids or my kids or planning or scheduling. Like, you, you know, so I feel like in this relationship that I'm in now, which is a very healthy relationship, like paying attention and realizing that in a relationship that sometimes you gotta, you know, take each other and like, just, you know, do something for you and for the relationship and the health of the relationship. Uh Um, I know that I've had a few people reach out to me, whether they're in, you know, bad relationships or they know somebody in a bad relationship. And honestly, I would never tell anybody to, leave a relationship and somebody even reached out to me and they're like you know I have a family member who's in a bad relationship and they won't leave and I told them to leave I go well you can't tell them to leave they go well the person claims that they're staying in it for the for the kids mm. and I said then I look at that person and I go they're the strongest person I know I go because the one of the hardest things when I walked away from my marriage my kids were babies they were one and three and pretty unheard of in the state of New York. I got sole legal and physical custody, which is pretty much unheard of. Most people will never get that in the state of New York. And it's very hard to get that. And it's very hard. I mean, a lot of it had to do with the fact that I had physical abuse and that there was this huge legal case surrounding my divorce. And that um, was part of what helped me get it. Um, And then my ex also realizing that he couldn't handle, like if he would have gotten, he couldn't have handled it and it wasn't beneficial for him. So it worked out of my benefit, but most people, when you get divorced, your ex will be in the picture for the rest of your life. You will have joint custody. You will have to make decisions together. And I hate to say it, but while you're in an abusive relationship with somebody, you kind of still know how to control them. Mm. And I knew, I knew how to do this. Like I knew how to push buttons and not push buttons. So I knew that like, if we have people coming over, I will not say anything in this topic or that topic or the other because I wanted to keep it nice. 
but then I knew that there were times when he was like, when he was annoying and I just wanted him out of the house. I'd piss him off just so that he would go like, it was a Saturday night. I know Saturday night his friends were going out and he wanted to go out with his friends. So let me pick the, I would pick a fight right. and he would go running out of the house with his friends. So I finally had, I could put the kids to sleep by myself. There was no fighting. There was no yelling. There was no screaming. I could, my kids, it was also very hard because my son at the time was three and I did everything for him. But if my ex was around, which wasn't often, he wanted, you know, his father or whatever it was. And it just, it made it trickier because my ex didn't want him. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want my son to see that. So when you're in a bad marriage, people stay like a lot of the people I know stayed in the marriage because they could p- protect the kids in the marriage. Right. Like I have, you know, since I left, you know, he does have some visitation with the kids and there are things that happen or things that he says or does, or ki- the kids just being, you know, stupid teenagers. And I always refer to it as stupid teenagers <laughs> because the kids aren't stupid. It's the teenager aspect right. where their brain is underdeveloped and they're still trying to figure things out and problem solve to learn how to become an adult. That's the stupid part. I hear that. We've all been there. I, right. I remember being a very stupid teenager. So, so like my kids deal with stuff. And mm-hmm. if I were there, maybe I could protect them or save them or make it better or easier, but I can't. Yeah. So for people who stay in bad marriages because of their kids or because of the finances, I give them a lot of credit because yeah. it's really, they're actually in my mind being stronger. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily agree if it's the right or wrong decision. And I think that each situation on its own needs to be looked at. Right. I think that's a really good point you're making right. because when we had, we had talked before this and uh, we were WhatsApping back and forth for yeah. a while. And I was so, I was really blown away when you talked about this because I never thought in my mind that how could you stay in a marriage? Right. How could you, you know, and th- like think right. I don't know from this, but in my mind, it was like shocking. And you're like, no, first of all, there is no right or wrong answer. Right. But if someone is staying and they're protecting their children, then that's where they need to be. Right. Right. If they're able to protect their children, that like, that's where they are and that's there. Right. And, and then to even go a step further for someone who is on the, on getting out of the marriage right. for they've made the choice. They're going through divorce. Do you have any advice for that? It's a very hard process. And I think also nowadays with social media out there, there's all these different outlets as well. And some of them are good and some of them are bad. And I think that just like so many of us like look back at like, you know, like our teenage years and we go, Oh my God, what the heck was I thinking? (laughs) I think also divorce, there's a lot of that. Um, I just had a conversation with um, a friend of mine who, um, Malky Wurzberger, Monica Wurzberger, so she's self-help. And she was around in my life during my divorce and we were talking about it and we were going, and she said, like, I said to her, I go, I go, the friends who stayed through my side through that time period, I go, I give them a lot of credit <laughs> because I, I was spiraling out of control. I mean that there's like, there's all those different stages of, you know, healing and there's the grief and the anger and the bargaining and then the depression and then the acceptance and then the learning. Like there's all these stages to the process. Um, and that whether you have kids or you don't have kids or whatever it is, I kind of feel like that's something that should be done within the scope of professionals. And it shouldn't be out there on social media for every person to give you their feedback. Like right. I was thinking about this cause we had discussed it cause we were discussing, do you need a professional? Do you not need a professional? And I think I came up in the, with an analogy that will like, Ooh, I love you. analogies. Okay. <laughs> so for example, you've been making all of these tahini recipes now. Okay. True. Okay. 
So when you started this entire tahini process and you were figuring out your recipes, you never went on Facebook and you said, do I need baking powder or baking soda? Or do I need, will the chocolate chips weigh it down? Will they not weigh it down? You kind of figured it out on your own with the tools you had. You probably reached out to, you know, Hani or Naomi or, you know, any of your other friends who are professionals in this arena and have a certain understanding mm -hmm. until you figure it out. Then you'll bring this recipe to light and share it with people and then you'll show variations of it based on what you come up with or what other people suggest to you but you're showing them a finished product right so i kind of think that like the divorce oh. like this that whole process is kind of like that like mm -hmm. you need to keep it close to home you need to keep it close to people that know you you need to deal with professionals and i will say that i went through three therapists until i found one that worked for me that's good advice by the way because that's important. i i'm a no bs person uh -huh. Um, maybe because that's my initials are BS <laughs> and I like people to like tell me as it is and call me out on my stuff and I didn't like these therapists that would say to me like well what do you think like I kind of know what I'm thinking like call me out on it um till I found somebody I like that really worked for me um but I think that you need to like figure it out and heal and I think that's also why it took me so long to start talking about what I went through because I needed to make sure that not only am I healed from it, mm -hmm. but my family around is healed from it. Um, later on, like as we were going through the divorce process, I found out that I was not the only victim um, and that people around me, friends and family members had been, had had issues of their own. Wow. And some told me about it and some didn't tell me about it because they just, they knew that I was going through it and they didn't want to add that on me. Um, certain people started avoiding us as a couple because they didn't want to be part of that. That's so hard. Um, you know, and so I respected that because I look at that and I go, you're making the best choice for you and your family. And I was making a choice for my family. So I think that like this, that whole, you know, with social media now, I think it's very hard when people haven't necessarily, you know, healed. And I see people I know that are going through divorces and then they'll post like a status on Facebook and like an hour later, they'll delete it. And it's kind of like, you put it out there and especially you know whether you have kids or family or friends like other people see it and i know i know i know everybody's like but i only you know i have my facebook is private and my instagram is private nothing's private nothing's private no. they screenshot everything yeah. things go around i mean i'm in different like divorced you know groups or single groups on facebook or even like all these like jewish women groups and everybody's like passing around all these screenshots like Oh, it's so rough when you see that too. Right. I even like my, my 11 year old is now old enough that, and that both of my kids are getting to that age, but yes. he's very specifically will let me know if I can or cannot post something on social media with him in it. Oh, yeah. He's very specific. And I also know like these kids can see everything now. He, he had his phone taken away for a little bit, but he, we took him off. Like he has Instagram. Right. He can see my posts. So if I'm posting about him. Right. Oh my, I mean, even like I posted about mom guilt and I'm going, oh, he could see that. But I actually don't mind him right. seeing me working through these things when they're like that. But putting, I'm not going to be posting a picture of him when he was potty training anymore because right. uh, he would be embarrassed as anything. And that yeah. could ruin so much for him in his like confidence and so much going on in his life. Yeah. And I guess when you're using social media to put out your emotions, other people are right. And it's not only that, people can be 
you could be having an emotion out there which is not necessarily the right emotion and then people are saying yeah you go girl you're right and it's like you're really not you're just feeling that way mm -hmm. or people can start attacking you and say how dare you feel that way when it's really a valid way to feel right like they don't know you and they don't know what you're going through, through. and th and they're not professionals mm -hmm. you know so yeah, i know we were talking about in these facebook groups where like yeah. somebody will post that they got into a fight with their husband and people are like divorce him and right. you're like what people you don't even know you don't right. know what's going on in the relationship and you don't know or right. like break up with them and this and that right. i'm like wait stop i talk about being the hero all the time where everybody right. wants to be the hero and have the right answer right because they think that they right. know best yes. and it's it's such a hard balance when hold on i gotta let my dog out so it's <laughs> right no it's a very yeah, hard yeah, balance when people you know they they want to know best and and that realization and i think it's yeah. a stronger person who realizes i don't necessarily know all your answers yeah. and i'm not you know that's it and i think that part, one of the things on facebook is if you don't know the answers keep your mouth shut yes or ask questions even right. like if you really want to have a discussion and you really Think that there's something you have that can help like with what you've been through right. disease, you can help someone but you can't help them if you don't have any information about right. them you know that shalom task force actually reached out to me mm -hmm. a year ago why did they reach out to me because they saw in certain facebook groups that they that that people who were like donated their time to face to uh shalom task force were in they saw my responses to things and they go i think breezy was a victim of abuse and they said, are you serious? And they reached out to me and they go like, were you, what's your story? And we started talking and working through it. And I have to say like recently, even I called them because I'm like, I need a recommendation for a therapist or something. And like, they were super helpful with that. Um, and I remember like, I called the, the number just to get the information and you know, some random person gave it to me, whatever. And then I was talking to Shana, who's, who's one of the heads there. And I said to her, she, she had no idea hmm. that I had even called because it's so anonymous. I'm like, okay, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I use my name Breezy, figuring whoever answered the phone might know me or know that I have a connection to you or whatever it is. But, um, well, that's good to know. Yeah. That's great. And I have to say, like, just, I'm so happy that you speak up and that you're sharing now and that you've come to a point where you feel that you can because you may not even know the lives that you're helping and that you are 100% helping right. so many people through something they're going through. I mean, even just the fact that we're having this podcast right now, there's somebody out there listening who's, there's something in their mind that's shifting and hopefully in a good way right. because I, of you. Right. I think it's also the feeling of I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's that realization that every situation is different mm -hmm. and your situation is not the same as somebody else's. And it doesn't make your situation right or wrong or theirs right or wrong. It just means that this is the reality of what it is. Right. And Listen, I also say a lot of times, like I've spoken to people and a lot of people are okay with certain levels of things in their marriage and certain people are not okay with it. And it's a personality thing and that doesn't make it right or wrong, mm -hmm. just makes it work for you or not work for you. Right. There really is no, I mean, I can't say there's no right and wrong because there is somewhere in there, between, yes, right? There are certain things that are wrong. Abuse yes. is wrong. Yes. When I, when I was wrong. hospitalized for the abuse, that was wrong. There was no question that that was wrong. Yes. But there is also somewhere in between for a lot of things in marriages, for the way that husbands and wives jokes, or not just husbands and wives, right. anybody can joke with each other, or the way that, you know, anything, even if it comes down to intimacy and how often you go on date nights and the things that you do. For me, a date night is watching Hawaii Five-0 on a Saturday night with Justin. Right. I don't want to leave my house. Yeah. And that's what's right for us. So it's not that there is no one way you have to do things in order to be in a good marriage. Right. And I think it's also like we, we're in a WhatsApp group together mm -hmm. with social media. 
stuff. And people were talking about like their husbands and how much do you share or not share because of your with your husband, you know, on social media. And I think that it's a lot of respecting. And you were talking about your kids before also. Mm-hmm. And before I post a lot of things, I run it past everybody in the house because I run it past my kids, my stepkids, you know, the man of my life, my parents. I'm like, listen, if I'm going to go out there and share this and people are going to be hearing what I'm saying or possibly reading it, people make comments to them back. Yeah. And my kids are, my kids are teenagers. They're high school kids. So they are really on social media. Even though both of my kids do not have Facebook. That's awesome. And they don't want Facebook. Although why would they even want Facebook? Facebook is for us old people. I know. They don't want it at all. <laughs> but even then, I'm very strict. Like, I have their passwords. Mm-hmm. I go onto all their accounts. Um, we have conversations about before they post things. Because there's this whole, like, I think also growing up, like, there was this whole concept of, like, God is everywhere. Mm. And, like, we didn't fully understand it. And I think now with social media, like, kids understand it a lot more. Oh, interesting. Okay. Like, we didn't understand that God sees everything that you do and right. God knows everything you do because we're like, really? Like, mm-hmm. okay, what is it like? God is really like, he's walking with me into the bathroom? Like, come on. Um, and I think kids really kind of get that concept a lot more now. Um, I also know, like, I'm very particular about pictures that I post of my kids on Facebook, not even for what they like. My daughter sometimes is okay with me posting certain pictures and I won't post it. Because I go, you know what? What's going to happen when she goes to Israel to seminary for the year? And let's say she changes her mind. Oh, and her hashkafa is not my hashkafa anymore. Yeah. And this photo is on social media. And you can't get it. Even if I delete the picture, it's still out there in the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. And it can come back and resurface. So I actually, it was interesting when I first started. And I, I actually went to a class in the city and taught a group of fifth graders about social media and responsibility and the ups and downs. It was really an incredible class because I feel like it's here. Guys, social media is here. Your kids have phones or iPads. They have access to TikTok and Mm -hmm. and Snapchat and Instagram. They have it. YouTube, even kids' YouTube, they have access to everything. And I would like them, I would like to know that I can be responsible with them and teach them along the way versus trying to keep it away from them. And then they're on their kids' phones and Lord help us. Mm -hmm. So Nora had been FaceTiming with a friend and she was in a towel, which she was like eight at the time. Mm -hmm. And and I was like, oh, here's a great opportunity. Yeah. Not to get upset at her, but to teach her. Because why would she, my sweet little girl, even think for a second that either one, somebody could take a screenshot, right. or two, somebody's older brother walks in the room while they're talking. Right. And it was like, okay, honey, here's a rule. You know, you can FaceTime with your friends, but never in a towel. Right. Never in a towel. And that became a rule. And I explained right. it to her, and it was like, oh, social media has given me these opportunities to teach my children about what's right. happening around them without it feeling so negative, without it feeling like punishment. Right, and I think it's also just conscientiousness of you know cause and effect and what you do and what's gonna be. And I yeah. know my kids know that I have access to their phones. Mm, good. Meaning I pay the bills, they're my phones, I allow you to use these phones. Opening the door for the dog again. Which you know, all up in there. Yeah, listen, he likes me. I, listen, I smell like my dog, so I smell like dogs. Come on back, he's crying at the door. All he, he wants is free. Me. Um, You're here. No, but yes. my kids know that I have access to their phones. Mm-hmm. And um, there was an incident in my son's class with some stuff. And I was talking to some of the moms. And I go, well, if you would have seen what was happened in the chat, this is what happened in the chat. And one of the moms got mad at me and goes, why are you reading the kids' chat? Mm. And I go, why are you not? Why are you not? That's I right. go, I go, she goes, what do you mean? I go, well, who's, she goes, it's my son's phone. I have to respect his privacy. Mm-hmm. I go, I remember as a teenager, my mom would come into my room. I mean, she would knock before she came in, but I'm sure that there's time that my mother came into mine or my siblings' rooms and went through our drawers and checked our stuff. Mm-hmm. And 
We're not to be trusted. The teenagers are not to be trusted. This is the stupid teenager part. <laughs> it really does. Come, like we're, as teenagers, they say we, I just remember being a teenager. Right. You're figuring it so much out and you're in between these stages in your life. There's so many mistakes yes. you make. And I, I'm not here to like fix everything, but I want to know what's going on. My bigger thing with my kids is like, I always say to them, I'm like, when situations arise, I want to talk about it because I want to help you problem solve it. And my kids were like, yeah, whatever. And then recently my son came to me because there were some kids he knew that were Julie. Mm. And we had a conversation about it. And I said to him, listen, I go, there's smoking. And then there's Julie. I go, you need to understand that Julie is actually a lot worse than smoking, even though it's a lot easier access. Right. And I personally know a, 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 an adult who was in his 20s who is juuling, who has ex got extremely sick, who was hospitalized Ooh. and is having severe problems as a rep as a result of it. Oh, this is like a whole nother conversation. Right. <laughs> so my son said to me, he goes, mommy, how do I like get out of it? And I said, like, he goes like when my friends were joking around talking about it, I say, tell them that your mom checks everything and your mom knows everything. And we live near the school and you don't know when your mom is going to drive by or who's going to see you and you don't want to get in trouble. I go, blame it on me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Okay. Yeah. Done. Done. You know, we're supposed to have a fear of God. I think people forget that, right. that more than just love of God is an actual fear of God. And okay. I think that that same thing is with parenting. Yeah. They, I want my kids to love me, but I want them to be a little scared of what's going to happen. Right. We were talking about this mom guilt and parenting guilt. And, and the other side of it is like, right. I joke about Jew guilt. There's right. these things in my life that I've made choices to do or not to do because right. I was raised with this fear of what could happen and the fear of the unknown. I want that with my kids. Right. To a certain level, I don't need them to be perfectly afraid of me all the time. I mean, same goes for my right. husband. <laughs> be a little afraid of me. It's okay. Okay. I saw yeah. him this morning. Yeah, he's afraid of you. He got those errands done. Don't you worry. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, wait. So I want to go. I want to. I have a question for you. So you are a very confident person. And you've been through a lot in your life and it has brought you to where you are. And I love whenever you tell people you're shy because people who see you through Instagram or who like just meet you with a right. one-on-one, they would have no idea. Well, here's like shy. people can come up to me and I, I'm, I'm so happy when people come over to me. I will never go over to people. Mm -hmm. Like even in my kid's school and I know most of the moms there, like I'm always the person I'll just stand by my side. So yeah. on the side. But I want to hear about um, love and laughter, which is the clothing line that yes. you came up with, not came up with, it's your design, right. everything, it's your baby. And there's so much, it exudes confidence. So I happen to love color mm -hmm. and I love crazy things and I love glitter and shiny and sparkly and like all that fun stuff. Because I think that when I was going, I mean, I've loved it since I'm little. Um, and like my mom always said, like, if I could, like, I would probably be a showgirl. <laughs> like that would be my dream. Like I don't design like if you've ever looked at any of the pictures from any of my family simchas, I don't design dresses. I design costumes for myself. Nice. I'm over the top as much as you could do. And um, I'm lucky that I found a seamstress who's willing to work with me because I will actually tell you that I worked with seamstresses and they go, no, you can't do that. Wow. They like, they're like, it's just not going to look good. I go, I don't care. I like it. Mm -hmm. um, so to me, like, even when I was going through like my bad times, like, it's that feeling of like, if you look in the mirror, and you like smile at what you see, then you'll actually smile, like you'll actually get happy. Mm -hmm. So my clothing is like that. Like I want it to be happy. I want it to be comfortable. Like I'm the person, like I walk into the house and the first thing I do is I put on my pajamas. Heck yeah. I I'm like, always in my pajamas. Right. I'm in them right now. I'm, there's no, re in my mind, there's like no reason to get dressed. Yeah. But then at the same time, like, I, like now that, especially my son is a teenager, like I really like 
you know, I had to completely change how I walk around the house that night and stuff oh, like that. Oh, right, because his friends are over. There, oh. And like, we live around the corner from where he goes to school. So right. there are people in my house all the time. Just last night at 9.30 at night, my daughter had a friend walk over. I'm like, who, what? Like, <laughs> we, and I'm like, okay, no problem. Yeah. Like, so I have to like be dressed. And then I have, you know, my stepson also in the house now. Um, so there's this like, you know, level. So I'm wearing my clothes a lot more, but like, my clothes better be comfortable. Like, yeah. Uh, everything you have, everything that I put on, I haven't put yes. on everything in your collection is comfortable. It's comfortable. Yes. It's stretchy. It mm -hmm. moves. Um, like my whole thing is I want you to make you happy. I want you to like getting dressed in the morning. I want you to like look in the mirror and smile. That's awesome. Love and laughter. That's the name. Well, yeah. the name comes after my other half and how he brought love and laughter into my Aww. life. And like how real he really like, I had been in other relationships before I met him. And I think that all those relationships are so important to my healing process. And when I got into a relationship with him and like, I all of a sudden realized I'm like, this is it. And like my mother says to him all the time, she's like, you bring out the best in Breezy. That's amazing. And I think that like, that's something you need to look for in like a relationship. Mm -hmm. So your clothes, it's like your whole collection almost is like a reflection of your relationship. It is. That's really amazing. So guys, when you're buying clothing from Shop Love and Laughter, you are literally wearing love. Right. And happiness all over your body. That's, I mean, in your sweatshirts, I really like, my dream is that you will come out with an entire line of sweatshirts that are all like bright and colorful and yes. have hoods. Yes. Because right now, as we're doing this interview, you are wearing, I mean, probably the most popular piece. I, yeah, I, I, think, think, I think this became the most popular. Right. It's a black sweatshirt, so soft, you guys. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the sleeves are just like rainbow, sequins. sparkly yes. sequins. And just the whole, I mean, I own it. I love right. it. I mean, I want it to have a hood. I know. So we're working on... Well, now we don't know what's going to be for spring, but we're working, we were working on some spring versions and we are working on some fall versions. Mm, so there will be like more to come with this whole thing. It's so cool. And your clothes is, uh, what's it? Size inclusive. Size inclusive. We go from size zero to size 20. Mm -hmm. Incredible. Just because, and a lot of the clothing goes like with you as you move in sizes, meaning like it's meant to be a little bit bigger, so it'll, you know, like if you go one way or the other, because I know that for myself, when I lost all my weight, like the hardest part was the fact that like all of a sudden you're losing weight and your clothes are like huge on you and you want to feel comfortable in them still. So some of the stuff really does work. Yeah. Multi-size. And by the way, guys, I have literally, I have Breezy, I have you to thank for not just my weight loss, because four years ago, I saw that you had lost a tremendous amount yeah. of weight. And I walked up to you and was like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't even think that I ever knew what it was. Nope. You never explained it to me. I literally, you just, it was like, just sign me up. Yeah. Happened to be that at the exact same time, my mom was signing up as well. Yes. As someone else was crazy. But it was just, I saw what you had accomplished and was like, I'm it. Yeah. And from that, I mean, clearly my, my entire, not, it's not just my business has grown because thank God right. it grows every year and I'm helping a lot of people get healthy. Mm -hmm. But my whole mindset shift this podcast right. is because of but that. i think that that's something that like you know octavia might get a bad rap for or any health diet or nutritionist or every that whole concept that whole world i think you hit the nail on the head it's not the diet it's not mm -hmm. what you're eating it's not what you're putting in your body it's the mindset that comes along with it and yeah. i think that you provide that because you realize that, and I think you articulated it in a way that a lot of people couldn't articulate it, mm -hmm. and you explain it. And, oh, I, and you shared it. You share it with me. Like, I would imagine if I'd walked up to you, right. Breezy, and was like, How'd you do it? And you were like, I can't tell you. 
where would I be right now? But here's, here's my thing. And I just had a conversation with somebody else who manufactures clothing um, in China and they had shared some, you know, information with me and I had shared some information back with me and back with her. And she's like, Oh my God, I can't believe you gave me the name of that factory. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Thank you so much. And I said to her, I'm like, why would I not share it? She goes, she goes, no, you don't understand. I was talking to other people. I'm like, everybody's like so secretive. I go, but I go, my success isn't, you know, doesn't have anything to do with your success. My style is different than your style. What I do when I do it is like, I could help. Like, and I think that's also like the JWE, which you and yeah. I are both involved in. Amazing. I think that's the mindset behind it. And I think that's what attracted both of us to it. It's mm -hmm. like, we're sharing. Right. And helping each other grow. And I think this entire, I mean, everything that you've even discussed right here in this podcast right. is a way of sharing with people to help them in their lives. And right. when we can share what we've been through or the connections right. that we have or the diet that works for us, whatever you're sharing, right. just, just freaking share it so that somebody else can benefit from it. Right. Listen, I'm sharing my story. It yeah. might not apply to you, but it might apply to the person next to you. And you might be able to be like, listen, this can help you. Same way that, you know, any diet program, listen, I've been on them all, so I can really give you reviews <laughs> on every single one. Me too. Um, and the same way that like any business contacts or like just that whole different thing. Like it's, I think that I become a bigger and better person the more I share. Mm, it actually awesome. adds more to my world instead of taking away. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to leave on that because that's so good. I want you to tell everybody where they can find you because I know there's a few different places and okay. all your stores and how to buy your clothes. Everything. So Breezy's Gifts, you can find on Instagram at Breezy's with an S at the end, Gifts with an S at the end. Um, uh, love and Laughter on Instagram is Shop Love and the word A and D, Laughter. Or you can go shoploveandlaughter.com. Um, we're also on Pinterest. Um, Ooh, Pinterest. That's a fun one. Yeah. I, I forget have, about that all the time. Oops. By the way, I might have some fun stuff coming out with Pinterest. Really? I had a nice conference with them this morning. Well, hello guys. You heard it here. We're going to pretend you were in here first, but by the time this airs, you may, whatever it is, maybe right. already happening, but I don't even know. That's so cool with Pinterest. Yeah. All right. So when they want to shop for your clothes, shop loveandlaughter.com. Yes. Shop around and, and have fun and definitely look for the sweatshirt with the sparkly sleeves. And by the way, Melinda has a code, MS10. <gasps> I do. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Okay, good. So, and how much, what is that? 10% off. 10% off. Okay, amazing. Yes. So do not forget when you are shopping and I will put all the links to this yeah. because that's how people shop. Right. right? Amazing. And then is there any, uh, do you have any other websites is for breezies i do have a website for breezies most of it's through instagram okay. just because okay. we're having an issue with the linking mm -hmm. like the updating so many you can go to the breezieskits.com but it's not going to be the most updated it's just instagram we're just going to focus there breezies thank you so much thank for you, everything you for having shared. me this was so much fun the dog appreciated it as well because you yourself have a cute pup at home yes i love it it was like an eighth of your size but we could eat her him say him well i mean now He's technically what? Unisex. Really? Well, he was fixed, so. Oh. <laughs> well, now we're getting into conversations <laughs> about gender, and I think we had a conversation about Jewel, which can go off in a whole other direction, yeah. so we may just have to do one of these. No again. problem. Okay, cool. All right. Thanks, Breezy. 
Thanks for listening, and I hope today's podcast inspired you to take action. I always love to hear from you guys. What are you up to? What challenges you're facing? What are you celebrating? So head on over to Instagram and find me at the real Melinda Strauss and share what you're up to. And if you liked what you heard today and want more just like it, don't forget to subscribe to the Kavana podcast so that you get a notification every time I post a new episode.